Peterson is taking care of things right now. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown. Georgia Southern. Pass swings. On the way. It's gone! It is well with my stolen Montgomery! Georgia Southern wins! Welcome to Georgia Southern Extra. I'm Nathan Dominitz, your host and the sports content editor of the Savannah Morning News. And with me is my special guest, Tom Murphy, who covers the Arkansas Razorbacks for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Is that right, Tom? Do I have it all right? You have it right. And I'm a Georgia native from Atlanta. So uh, that was my next question. So you grew up in uh, Atlanta proper? Uh, Born there, did some growing up in Athens, military family. So we moved all around. But uh, I'm a huge Braves and Falcons fan. How, How long have you been covering the Razorbacks? Uh, I covered uh, Arkansas starting in 2007, uh, Houston Nuts last year, and then uh, then Bobby Petrino, former Falcons coach, came on board and had a had a few fun <laughs> wild years. And but since then, it's been uh, it's been an abyss for the Razorbacks. Oh, oh, well, I think things are looking up. Um, for people that don't know, the reason that Tom is here um, is that the Georgia Southern Eagles. Uh, are, are playing the Razorbacks at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Central on Saturday. We're taping right now on Tuesday. And as we speak, uh, Arkansas just got ranked number 20 in the AP poll. Uh, when was the last time they were ranked? That would be 2016. And they had just defeated uh, number 11, Florida, by a pretty handy margin um, here. I think it was 31 to 10, maybe. And they got ranked again in the twenties and then they lost at LSU the following week and they haven't been ranked since. So it's been a, it's been a long climb from a couple of really historically, probably the two worst years of Arkansas football. Wow. The, uh, the, the, but it's good times right now. And we'll talk about the team. What is, uh, where do we start? I guess it it starts with the head coach, Sam Pittman. Uh, last season, I think, uh, people are going to be maybe a little confused. It actually was a really good showing. Wasn't when they're playing an all sec schedule last year during the pandemic. And what did they finish like three and seven? Yeah, three and seven. Exactly. Had a bowl invitation, you know, because the all bets were off and, Hmm. uh, had TCU in the Texas bowl, but the Horned Frogs had some COVID problems. They couldn't play the game, but yeah, I mean, they won in week two. They, they, a lot of your listeners will remember the score at halftime Hmm. against Georgia in the opener. I think was seven to three, maybe at halftime or 10 to seven. And uh, then Georgia kind of got hot, blocked a punt, had a pick six and, and it turned into a kind of a runaway, but they were leading at halftime um, and leading early in the third quarter. Then they won the next week against Mississippi state, which had just come off passing for 630 something yards, an unbelievable number against LSU an SEC record. And they, they played a drop eight scheme and they confused Mississippi state and they won that game. And then they really, frankly, they should have won at Auburn the following week, a bad officiating call on a backward spike and they didn't right, get that. Right, win. right. Right. So, so, so they ended up winning against Ole Miss, a team that was hot as well and uh, beating Tennessee and they got three wins and it was, you know, it was a definite improvement over the Chad Morris years. Right. And so you build on that. You come in in this year, and uh, you guys are two and zero. You just knocked off you guys. The Razorbacks just knocked off uh, Texas. Like, welcome to the SEC, Longhorns. Uh, they're not in yet. We know that, but it kind of seems like they already are. Uh, so that game, uh, you were at that game, I assume. Yeah. 
describe the scene. I, I assume a, a few fans got onto the field afterwards, snuck by security. <laughs> um, they almost completely covered the entire 100 yard playing right. surface and were in both end zones. And it was just, I, I think Arkansas fans sensed they had a really good shot at, at the upset. And uh, it was also like the 150th anniversary of the school, a big, a big draw, a lot of, a lot of alumna alumnus ca- came in mm-hmm. and it was 74,000 plus at the stadium. It was really, really loud. I, I listened to the game with headphones on to, hear the broadcast and I could hear him through the, through my earphones. And, and it was just really, really loud. And I, I guess I quite didn't anticipate how maybe unsettling it might be for Texas. Their quarterback did not play very well. He missed a couple of, mm-hmm. of deep throws, but Arkansas got on top of them with their run game starting in their second possession. And they really never let Texas in the game. It, it was a, it was quite a dominating performance. Yeah, and uh, with that in mind, uh, now that we've kind of set the scene, uh, maybe not quite the level of buzz uh, for Georgia Southern as for Texas, but from this end of things, it's a huge deal for Georgia Southern to go to Arkansas. Uh, Big road trip, SEC opponent, our ranked opponent, and uh, Georgia Southern's not coming in on on the best of footing right now. As you know, they lost 38-6 to at Florida Atlantic, a team that they had defeated last year here in Statesboro are at home in Statesboro, different year, different team. Right now, George Southern is kind of figuring out its quarterback situation. And it's, uh, as, as we, you and I had talked, Justin Tomlin is back. He's eligible after some a- academic issues, suspended him for the first two games of the season. He's a redshirt uh, junior. He's got 15 games of appearances of experience, four starts. He's going to start on Saturday against Arkansas. Welcome back, Justin. Here's the Razorbacks. And uh, not exactly easing into the schedule for him. The team is uh, the Eagles are one and one, but they're kind of feeling right now like they've got a lot to prove. They haven't played their best. They almost lost to Gardner Webb, an FCS school. I say almost lost. They were leading the, the whole game basically, and uh, never, never let Gardner Webb. Uh, they let they let them hang around. When you let a team hang around and they've got the ball in the fourth quarter down five. It gets a little dicey. It gets a little tense. So they were able to come out of that with a win, but they said we're going to do better next time, and they didn't. They they uh, they were up six nothing on the uh, the Owls. They then they were going in for another touchdown. They fumbled, and then the momentum turned the other way, and it kind of snowballed. And they never not they never got back into it. And the quarterback situation wasn't helped when Ken Ransom, who's a six foot three, two hundred fifteen pound true freshman who can throw the ball got a gun for an arm, still figuring out the college game, of course, two games into his career. He banged up his ankle, had to come out. By the time he came back in, it wasn't the same with a swollen ankle. Uh, the game was already out of hand. So Justin Tomlin has a lot to face, uh, and but they're still bringing that, that running attack, that option offense, maybe now with a guy that can really pitch the ball at the end of those options. Um, what, what are you hearing from Fayetteville as far as what they expect out of Georgia Southern with, with Justin Tomlin now in control. Right. This is the kind of game that in the last, before Sam Pittman arrived, was was trouble. And the Arkansas lost games just like this, in my view. Uh, you know, a difficult opponent to prepare for and just just struggling. But, mm-hmm. I, but the Sam Pittman teams just have a backbone. Uh, they tackle harder. They gang tackle better. They run to the ball. They execute on offense better. And it's been – it's been a pretty remarkable turnaround. Uh, they understand that everybody has been patting the players on the back and there's a <laughs> lot of hype about them, and they haven't really 
been in this situation yet under Sam Pittman. So to me, there's going to be a little bit of a surprise element in terms of how they execute, you know, what they look like. And so um, you have to be so assignment sound. And I think, I think I know that Georgia Southern is a proud football program. And so I expect a better showing out of them with the, with um, a, a glare, you know, with a spotlight on this game, I think they want to, you know, atone for how they executed last week. So I expect a better performance out of them. Um, Arkansas kept the ball on the ground. They averaged seven yards per run. And so I think, I think they'll try to do the same. And, um, you know, it's all about getting off the field on third downs on both sides of the ball. So if Tomlin, you know, if Tomlin executes, Arkansas will have to, you know, they'll have to be good tacklers and, and, uh, hold their, you know, hold their assignments and we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I I do believe that their O-line and D-line are a lot better this year. And a lot of times that equates to success. The, uh, Chad Lunsford, the coach for Georgia Southern, was talking yesterday, that's Monday, about how he's 5'11", 5'10", and those offensive linemen for uh, for Arkansas look like trees. He said, what are those things called in California, redwoods, that you can't get your arms around? That's what they look like to me. you got a guy that's 6'6", 325 pounds. you got a 310-pound minimum, I guess. Maybe there's a 350-pound guy, guy on the two-deep depth chart. But you got 300-plus pounders all the way across some – six, six or six, nine, I guess, uh, what, what, uh, those, if those trees have their way, they don't get any smaller by the third or fourth quarter. You think Arkansas could kind of impose its will on the smaller defensive linemen and kind of wear out that second tier of linebackers. And if you have your safeties making all the tackles, that's a, that's a bad thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a possibility. I think they wore on Texas last week, Steve Sarkeesian, kind of admitted that is that they just kind of wore our front down. So, I mean, you're talking about Myron Cunningham. He's the left tackle, probably the best NFL prospect among the linemen. And then uh, Dalton Wagner is the six, nine kid. He's the right tackle. <laughs> they played very well last week as did the center Ricky yeah. Stromberg. It's a veteran offensive line. All of them are returning starters. Um, and, you know, and we'll, Sam we'll, Pittman is an offensive line coach at heart, right? That's right. And he knew, I mean, he knew that they had to get bigger. The previous staff wanted more, uh, athletic agile linemen mm-hmm. and so they didn't go for the bulk and that proved to be pretty costly but here in two years i mean their recruiting has been pretty strong on the old line they got a bunch of 300 pounders kind of waiting in the wings but this is a veteran veteran unit and they're they're bigger they're sec style offense and you need a quarterback tall enough to see over those trees tell me about uh, the quarterback uh, kj uh he must he must he's quite he's a dual threat right he is a 6'3", 240. He was wearing 247 early in camp, and I think Razorback fans got a little bit alarmed that that might be a little too heavy. And, and Kendall Bryles, the offensive coordinator, said 235 is the ideal. I think he's sitting around two, 240 right now. But he got boy. off to a really shaky start. He, he had some slant patterns that were just sailing what, you know, way high in the first half against Rice. But he settled down. He's obviously a good runner. He had two touchdown runs in that game, a 68-yarder call back. And um, they re- he had a good game running last week as well. And his his completion percentage is 65 right now. Um, they've only thrown about three balls that were 20-plus yards in the air so far, which is not a lot at all. And, and they and have he- an All-American candidate at wide receiver, right? Yeah, Traylon Burks just hasn't got going. He had a couple of drops in the first game. So I don't know. At one point, maybe they 
you know, rack up a little bit better offensive numbers. But And I asked Sam Pittman that very direct question this week, and his response was, if we're averaging seven yards a carry, we're not going to be throwing it very much. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll just see. I mean, he, he is definitely a dual threat. Uh, you have to account for what K.J. Jefferson does. And their uh, cutbacks against Texas were devastating last week. That was uh, Tom Murphy. Uh, and uh, we'll get back to talking with Tom about the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks hosting the Georgia Southern Eagles. But I want to take time out to uh, to talk about the best local source for local news in Savannah. That's the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com. Uh, you want to know the latest on Georgia Southern football like we've been talking about or which high school football teams are hot and which are not in the Coastal Empire? How about how the Savannah State Tigers are doing in football? And of course, uh, they won over uh, last Saturday against Livingstone in a big way. Uh, really nice rebound from a, a season opening loss at Valdosta State, which is a powerhouse in NCAA Division II. So keep up with the Tigers, keep up with the Eagles, keep up with your favorite high school team. We'll have all that and more, including news, features, and opinion columns at savannahnow.com and the Savannah Morning News. If you aren't a subscriber, now's the time to check us out. You can try get to get full access to all our digital content for $1 for the next six months. I believe that's the advertisement right now. Check it out, see if that's still going, coming off the, the Labor Day holiday for $1 for six months. That's a, that's a great deal. Go to savannahnow.com slash subscribe now and sign up. Give it a shot. savannahnow.com slash subscribe now and uh, sign up and uh, appreciate you trying us out. And thanks for listening to the show. Now let's get back to Tom Murphy talking about the Razorbacks and the Eagles. All right. The uh, the defense for the the uh, Georgia Southern, the secondary was thought, at least the first string was thought to be a, a strength of the team. But you've got your the one All-American candidate, to be honest, at Georgia Southern is Derek Cantino at six interceptions last year as a freshman, a redshirt freshman. And he, uh, he's been stellar, but he got hurt. Against Florida Atlantic, uh, coach said it was a chest peck issue. So I assume he means a muscle in the chest. And they're going to have to wait and see if Canteen plays or not. But that really hurts to to lose a you know I don't I want to say shutdown corner, but as close to a shutdown corner as they have. And maybe he matches up with the uh, the, the uh, guy on the other side who's an All American candidate, kind of an out on an island. But uh, they um, the defense is kind of finding its footing. Um, we talked about the offense under Justin Tomlin now will be his first game back since December of last year when he got hurt against Appalachian State. So they're, they're, they're not coming in from a position of like we're hot in any particular unit, uh, even the special teams unit uh, as well, not, not exactly setting the world on fire. So they're talking about playing with heart, being competitive, uh, playing like their hair's on fire. In a, in a sense, they don't have anything to lose except a, a notch on their one loss record because I, I think I just saw today Arkansas is like a 23-and-a-half-point favorite, not a, a thing that George Southern's used to hearing, like you said. They played a lot of close games last year. They, uh, George Southern was 8-5 and five last year, but it's like six of those games were down to the last possession, basically. Um, so we'll see if George Southern can find something to get going. Uh, on offense or defense. And like I said, uh, that, that option attack is kind of their, their uniqueness that helps uh, not sneak up on the opponent, but something that they have to specially train for. And I think uh, Sam Pittman said that they've been uh, sneaking in some hours here and there at practice, probably for weeks to prepare for the option. Right. It's, you gotta, and you kind of kind of re- reflect that in a scout team. Right. Uh, I, what he said was that during camp, they spent, I want to say parts of three days, 
just really focusing on that. And so it's, it's better to recall it from just a few weeks ago than drop everything on them this week. Right. And so I think, I think coaches nowadays try to do that with your first three opponents, go over scouting reports and plans during camp. And then uh, the recall is a lot better when, when they do it. But, you know, honestly, the triple option teams, when they get, if they get on you and you start, you get in your head and they control the ball and they get a lead on you, that's what causes teams trouble. I mean, Georgia tech has done it to teams over the years. Right. Georgia right, Southern right. has done that. So um, if you're not assignment sound, you, you can lose control of a game. And so we'll just see how well Arkansas tackles and, and faces the triple option. Yeah. And, and actually the, the, uh, the odd thing about this year uh, is that the, the quarterbacks that they've used haven't really been doing that, that pitch at the end. They, they've been keeping it themselves or, or throwing the ball uh, more often than not. I think uh, uh, Sam Pittman said he counted four times in two games when they actually pitched to the trailing running back on the outside. So, uh, but that you're right. That's de- a devastating uh, thing when, it, when it's going right. The timing has to be right. Uh, they had a quarterback for four years here, Shy Wirtz, uh, who was a master or a magician at at when to give up the ball. Now, of course, he took a lot of hits along the way, but he kind of knew when to pitch it out the last second, almost, you know, very daring almost. And uh, he's now at Louisville as a wide receiver trying to help his pro prospects. And I saw uh, people might have seen on TV that Shy Wirtz got banged up in that national TV game um, a week or so, two weeks ago now. But uh, uh, Tom, is there, is there anything going on? Oh, well, we can't leave out bumper pool. I think that's a requirement that if you talk about Arkansas's defense, you have to talk about bumper pool and that is his real name. And I saw, caught a little bit of the Texas game and they happened to be talking about him. Is that his legal name now? Bumper pool. It's not just a nickname. Uh, I think that's, you know, the name that his parents have called him his whole life. He might, he might have another name, but that's what he goes by. He was actually a a Jeopardy uh, answer a few years ago when he was a <laughs> Wait, president. who hasn't been? I think we've all been Jeopardy. No, maybe not. <laughs> no, but, yeah, just to wrap things up, uh, their linebacking core is very veteran. Uh, Grant Morgan kind of banged a knee up last week, so he's he's, he's questionable, I'd say. I, I know he wants to play, and uh, but we'll see whether or not number 31, he's a he's a defensive captain, whether he plays. But they got two other guys, Mumper Poole and Hayden Henry, who've uh, just been playing very well. They tackle very hard. And it's tough on your shoulders. And so, uh, you know, they're going to have to be running running to the sidelines on this game, in, in this game, I think. So it's going to really test maybe the depth of the Arkansas linebacking core. Well, Tom, I, I appreciate your time. Tom has made time in between assignments, uh, apparently at the Golden Gate Bridge. That is the Golden Gate Bridge behind you. Uh, but he's not really there, I, I don't think. He's not fooled me anyway. Uh, Tom, thank you very much for coming on, on the podcast. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the Arkansas game. And then Georgia Southern heads into their uh, Sunbelt Conference schedule when when things uh, really count even more in their in their minds, I'm sure. But playing an SEC team like Arkansas, number 20 in the country, that's a huge deal. We'll see how they do. Tom, thanks very much for coming on the show. You betcha, Nathan. Enjoyed it. Take care. Thanks, thanks very much. See you later. All right. Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown, Georgia Southern. Pass swings on the way. It's good!